Hello there, um, it's Caleb Spiro, uh, currently doing a reflection actually about a day that really changed my life. And um, this was on November 9th. And a little, I, I was gonna type it out, but I realized that I'm just so much better orally at telling stories, so much faster. Um, and I thought that you could, I don't know, kind of hear my voice. Um, this is something that I wanna be able to eventually share with other people um, and be able to look back on and know that this happened to me and, um, and you know, try to hopefully remember it. Um, not that I would forget it, but um, I even feel that sometimes the small details are what makes the whole story important um, and meaningful too. So I guess the story starts off. Um, I was, I think like to backtrack a little bit, I was listening to a lot of Amanda Bucci um, podcasts and just listening to her story and she talked about a time when she just was really trying to take a lot of risks in her life. And for that, for her that involved moving to LA and taking everything that she had uh, and not knowing anyone there. And basically moving from someone who tried to calculate every single decision, every single, uh, just trying to be so secure and so safe um, and not trying to, being kind of risk adverse um, to being someone who just took like the biggest risk of her entire life, moving to a city that no one knows, waitressing for a job, not even necessarily having like a home or like a stable place to, to rent. Um, but, but she knew that deep down that even though that it was something that she feared, it was something that was helpful for her. And this was where her career um, really started for her um, and kind of being exposed to an environment of people who uh, could serve as mentors and could serve as people that could help push her and, and you know, with being in Venice Beach and, um, and you know, and, and just in general being in Los Angeles and um, it was just a long way from home. Um, and, you know, she, I think she drove actually from the East Coast all the way over um, and it was very scary and she didn't, there was times where she didn't know what she was doing and she questioned everything but, um, but she knew from the beginning that it was the right decision. Um, and she had to believe that things were going to work out. So, so that really inspired me to kind of take more risks in my own life. Um, and, you know, and I remember, like, she was talking about this on her podcast. And she said that, you know, there, there are going to be these moments where you're going to know it's the right thing. Like, you're going to, like, want to do it. But there's going to be, like, logical reasons that are going to come in the way. And in other words, there's going to be excuses and the excuses will always be there, and sometimes you just gotta, gotta kind of take a um, a leap of faith and just and just go for it. Um, and and that's what I did. And and this is the story um, of of really the day that that changed my perspective on everything. So I so I I became so following like Amanda Bucci's radio podcast. I <clears throat> I there was an email that went out because um, I was a subscriber to her email base, and it said like she was doing a fundraiser for. Pencils of Promise, which was, which is an organization that basically raises, um, uh, trying to build a school essentially, um, and it was a fundraiser. And being a broke college student, I knew I, I couldn't contribute. But there was an event, and I, you know, to to meet people like Amanda, and you know, Christian, and people who I've really looked up to, people who've really changed my life, people who serve as a good role model to me. You know, you either you see them on the street, which is incredibly rare and impossible for me because. I lived in Portland, Oregon, which nowhere, which no one exists. And then I, I'm in, right now I'm in 
uh, Pitzer, which is in Claremont. So it's it's literally like a 0.0001% chance. So that's not a good one. Um, and then there's, you know, you go to an LA Fit Expo or whatever Fit Expo and you wait in a line for like an hour or 30 minutes, whatever. And you get, you know, one minute or 30 seconds of glory with them. And it's, it's not that that's not meaningful, but there's really not a lot of opportunities to really intimately get to know someone unless they have like a very strong YouTube presence or podcast presence. Um, you can kind of get like advice and, and it is helpful, but it's not, it's not personalized and, and there's no relationship that's built both ways. Like you can, like, it's very interesting to me that, that, that someone can impact your life in a really meaningful way but they may never know. And so part, part of my, so, so, you know, long story short, I decided to go to this event and I was like, okay, it's in Los Angeles. I didn't know how I was going to get there. I knew that there was a bus from Claremont to LA, but that's basically it. Um, and I, I just kind of bought the ticket and I think it was only like 35 bucks, but I knew that, I, and I didn't want to spend any more money, um, you know, cause I, I'm a college student and, um, I just, I just kind of did it. I, I just, I remember sitting on my computer and I was like, okay, should I do this or should I do this or not? And I just said, you know what, like, I just got to do it. Like, like there's, at the end of the day, I'm not going to die. I know I'm going to be safe. Um, <clears throat> and there's, you know, there's nothing holding me back. And I remember, like, it was on a Tuesday. I was like, oh, I have classes the next morning. Like, I don't know how I'm going to get there. Like, there's all this scary. And I was like, you know what, like, those all, those all seem like risks, but really it's not that big of a risk for me to just go. So I said, okay, sure, I'm going to go. Um, so, yeah. And so continuing on, on a point that I was earlier before I, I talked about you know purchasing the ticket I I realized that I, I've made it a goal of mine to not just like want to help contribute towards the fitness industry but you know and hopefully be a role model to other people um, but I also want to um, meet the people who really changed my life and you know and I realized that there it was going to be hard for me there weren't going to be a lot of opportunities um, that were going to be like that and so I, I kind of just took it and, and, and went for it um I felt like that's I owe that to them to the least. I mean, they put so much valuable content out there. Um, yes, they make a living off of it, but they're not doing it for money. They're doing it because it's authentic. It's to their sense of mission. Um, and I don't think they get validated enough for all the good work um, that they do. Um, and, I, yeah, I felt like that is the least that I could do. So I knew that this was a goal that I wanted. And, and if anything, I saw this as also a networking opportunity because other than just Amanda Bucci, there was also... <clears throat> there were also like, there were supposed to be, you know, three or four others, um, that were going to show up people who I also looked up to. I'm like, sweet. Like, I can't wait to go. So my day started off. I, I purchased the ticket and then about 48 hours later, it's, it's two 30 on a Tuesday. The event starts at six o'clock and I said, okay, four hours should be enough time for me to get from Claremont to LA via bus. So I'm like, okay, so I get my bike and I'm, I'm going down on one of the main roads, um, of Claremont to get to my bus stop. Um, I already, the first mistake I already made was that apparently there's two stops. There's one in Claremont, there's one in Montclair. And I accidentally get off of the one in Montclair, um, not in Claremont, which would have been way faster. Um, but I, I didn't really know, you know, cause I'm a freshman noob and I'm to Claremont and, you know, of course these mistakes have to happen to me. Um, but anyway, but actually even before I get to Montclair, I, I I'm literally riding my bike without a helmet, which is so rare because I always wear my helmet. Um, I guess I was so in a rush and like my helmet was in my room, which was so stupid. It would have taken me two minutes, but I literally, I literally had a mindset. I was like, every minute counts. And I, I, they're like, I'm going to do, I am not going to be late to this event. Like this, like I knew that this event was going to be super meaningful for me to meet these people. I said, 
that is not going to stop me. So I, I, I went and actually my bike, I don't know what happened. I don't know if, if the gears like locked or if like my tire hit something. I don't know what happened. I just was biking along the main road pretty fast and it just like locked and I kind of like fell because it, it skidded. Um, and I, I, I kind of fell off my bike onto the main road. Um, <clears throat> you know, and honestly, like I felt like, I felt like I was in the matrix because I didn't, I was totally able to like slow things down and just kind of like brace my fall as I went. Um, and I didn't really hurt myself, but the scary part was, was kind of the trajectory. I kind of ended up on the main road. Um, and thank God there was not a car. Um, cause that would have really, you know, screwed me over. Um, so I'm like, okay, like I, I looked around, I'm like I'm safe, I'm good. Uh, but my bike's totally broken. I, I feel like I, I gave myself like two minutes. I'm like, okay, I'm going to figure this out in two minutes. If not, I'm going to leave my bike here. I'm, I'm not walking back the, you know, the, the, the 10, 15 minutes, um, you know, to go back because I was, I was at like midpoint, if not like more than midpoint all the way there. And I was like, I, I'm, I cannot afford this to be late. So I look around and obviously the bike, I don't, I don't, I don't, I still like right now my bike's still not fixed. I still have to get that done. I still have no idea what's wrong with it. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, I, I park it on long, alongside a, um, kind of a, um, I, I have my bike lock and I think I just like put it against like a pole or something like that. And I, and I park it and I say, okay, like I'll figure this out. I, I honestly, like I was so stupid. I didn't even like, I didn't even like, I didn't really know exactly where, where, where I left it. So I, I just, I just kind of like thought that I would be able to remember where I parked it visually, um, which I did later on, but, um, I didn't even like, again, I was just so determined just to get here on this place and get to where I, I felt like I needed to be I, just like a deep sense of calling and, and, and intuition. And I said, again, like, not like I'm going to get here at six thirty no matter what, like whatever it takes. So yeah, I park my bike and I start like run walking and I have like black grease on my hands. I don't know where to like from like the bike and I don't know like I think my arm and like side is like completely just like scraped up probably bleeding a little bit <laughs> um but it's okay you know warrior str- striding warrior uh just trying to get just trying to make things do um so I finally get to Montclair um and and oh and a side note like the event that Amanda's at is at a bar and I again I didn't again I was gonna I just I just didn't really plan this out. It would have been nicer if I planned it out, but then I also didn't want to like, I think I did, I think I intentionally kind of didn't plan it out because I didn't want to like plan it out and like come to the conclusion that it wasn't going to work. I just kind of wanted to go for it and get there as fast as I could and just figure it out along the way. <clears throat> Maybe I was lazy, who knows? <laughs> um, but yeah, um, but I, I almost like, I, I hope I like, I, in the back of my head, I'm like, well, I hope I don't like go through all this like strife to get there and then realize that it's like a 21 and over club. Cause I'm, I'm 19, so I did. It's like, well, I'm, I, you know, I obviously don't have a fake ID, so it's like, I'm definitely not gonna get checked, and that would really suck if I showed up and they're like, nah, like you can go home, I'm like shit. <laughs> so anyway, um, but you know, that was back of my head. I said that's gonna be the last obstacle that I face, um, and hopefully God or I mean, I, I don't even believe in God, but whatever, like some higher power will, you know, things will work out. That was my mentality. Things will work out. I just gotta approach it and take it one at a time. So, getting to the actual bus station that will take me from Claremont to LA, I get there. And, you know, I, I was late to whatever bus that was. I didn't even know what the bus times were. Like, I literally had no plan. Like, I just was going to show up and wait for whatever. I was going to, again, I was going to get there as fast as I could and just show up whatever bus would come next. And the next bus is going to come for me. I'm like, okay, great. Well, I missed, I missed the first bus, so it's fine. Like, I, I, like, I had Google Maps. I pulled up my phone. I'm like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get there at 530. I have an hour. Chill out. That's fine. Um, like, including, like, the 40-minute wait. So I'm like, okay. So I wait. I got, you know, I got up my, sat down like the sun was setting 
Um, and I also didn't think about that. I was like, oh, like getting back at night might be difficult because it's going to be dark, but like, okay, it's going to be okay. <laughs> um, and you know, the sun's setting, I'm like, okay, it's beautiful. I'm just going to enjoy this moment, take some deep breaths, probably clean up a little bit because, <laughs> you know, I got like the blood and like the grease or whatever. I probably look like some killer, who knows? <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I just kind of do some homework and then, and then 10 minutes, 10 minutes before, uh, the bus is supposed to arrive because they arrive on uh, what I learned, you know, hourly intervals. Um, I hear like attention passengers, like, and something along the lines of like, you know, bus three, four, one has been canceled due to some complication, you know, please take the next available bus, which was an hour later. So I was like, okay, well I was actually really good. I was like, you know what? Like, like I'm not even going to be pissed. Like there's, there's absolutely like no point in me getting pissed. What's up guys. And I'm like, okay, like there's no absolute reason for me to like, you know, be pissed. So I'm just going to go with it. So, okay. Um, I, I'll still get there, but I'll get there right at 6.30. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So I chill out, do homework for a little while. And then I'm like, is the bus going to come? And then the bus comes and I'm like sick. Um, I get on the bus and I end up sitting down and I ended up recognizing like two of my, uh, not friends from Pitzer, but just like people that I, Pitzer's like a small school. So I like knew that like these people went to my school, but they weren't in my grade. And so I actually ended up talking to them and, um, and they're like, like, yeah. And then, you know, they were, they were seeing like a Katy Perry concert, which is at the Staples stadium. And, you know, they were like, how are you getting back? And I'm like, what do you mean how I'm getting back? I'm going to take this train to get back. And they're like, like, no, this, this train does not run 24 seven. Like the next one's at four in the morning. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, um, but I mean, I'm not going to get off. Like I'm already like in the road. I'm like, well, I'm going to make it there and I'll figure it out. <laughs> I definitely did not want to take an Uber. That would have been super expensive. And I was hella not going to stay at a hotel, but, um, but luckily they were super nice. And they were like, yeah, like, you know, like I said, like, how are you getting back? Like, yeah, we're going to Uber. Like, you've totally joined us. We can like split the fare. I'm like, sick. Like, uh, that is definitely going to be the option. I'm like, sweet. So maybe, <laughs> so I was thinking my mom was like, maybe like me falling off the bike and my, and my like bus getting delayed. Like maybe this was like the magic hand. Uh, who knows? Um, so I'm like, cool. Like, so these people were tight. Um, also, uh, other like funny side note, the, the bus ticket that I purchased was, was $4. And I told them that it was $4. And they were like, why is it that cheap? Like it cost me like $18 to go around. Like it should cost you like nine or like $18 to go round trip. And we're like, oh shit. Um, and they said, they said, why is it, why is it not like, like, why do you only charge $4? And I realized that like, I only paid to go from Montclair, which was my stop to Claremont. Like that was it. And what was funny about that was, was that the conductor just so happened to like go by because it's, it's apparently it's random when he decides to check. Um, like it does not check every time. And yeah, he just, that one time he happened to check was on my first stop from Montclair to Claremont and I was good. Like I didn't get kicked off and he didn't check the rest of the time. So I basically got like a, and, 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 you know, and I, I didn't even pay for round trip either because, because, um, because I wasn't even going to go back in the first place. So totally, totally won uh, accidentally on that. So, so I thought that was kind of a funny note. Um, how, I don't know. It's it just the, the theme of the story is that my mess ups are actually turning into little successes. <laughs> so anyway, um, so I get there, like, you know, like they go see Katy Perry, Katy Perry concert. I show up to the event. I take, yeah, it's, it's five, it's like six o'clock when I finally get in and I'm like, okay, I was going to take public transportation, but it's going to take, it's, I'm going to get there like super late. I looked at the Uber and it's like, okay, it's going to get me there at six thirty-one. I'm like, you know what? Like, again, I'm going to do whatever I have to do and whatever it takes to get there. So I'm like, okay, sure. I'm going to suck it up and just pay it. Like I looked at the Uber estimate and it said, okay, it was like 30 minutes. So I finally, so I just sucked it up. I'm like, okay, like it's okay. My initial plan didn't work out. I didn't improvise. I'm going to call Uber, which I really did not want to do, but I did it. Uh, called Uber. And what was funny 
about it was not funny. This is not funny. <laughs> Actually, it is a little funny. The whole thing's funny, but it was not funny in the moment to me was I started to, um, so he finally shows up at the Uber driver, like not that talkative. It's okay. Good guy though. Um, picks me up in his, in the car and, and now I know this because like, I knew that like, no matter what LA was going to get traffic, but I thought Uber would like estimate that, like be good at least at predicting the traffic. But no, it literally took me, I was probably in the car for like 48 minutes, 50 minutes. And it was supposed to be like a 26 minute Uber drive. And literally it was like double. And I was like, oh my God, but what am I going to do? I'm not, I'm, I'm sitting in the middle of the highway stuck in like bumper to bumper traffic. I'm not going to be like, oh, sorry. This is like, this is like my cap for like money. I'm just going to step out and walk. No, like you're in the middle of your destination and I've came this far. I'm like, again, I'll do whatever I can do to get here. Keep going. And I'm not going to let this event upset me because it doesn't help. It's not, it does not help me. It does not benefit me. And I'm just going to, I'm going to figure it out. Like things will work out. So I finally get there. And it's seven o'clock. I'm like, holy shit. And I, I have no I have no idea what this restaurant looks like. I, I like in the Uber car, like I, I like so I'm wearing like nice black boots and like gray pants and um I, I was wearing just like kind of a black t shirt, but like oh like in my backpack I put like a nice blue like iron shirt. Um and so I, I put that on. I had no idea how to dress or anything. I'm like and again, I this might be a twenty one and over bar. So I finally get into the bar. And, and it, you know, I knew it wasn't like a nightclub, so they weren't going to like check you. But I was like, Ooh, this is like, just, just for the record, like I've never, I've, I don't have a fake ID. Don't plan to, uh, never been inside a bar before. Um, I don't know, just cause I, I really did not care. I didn't think it was anything special. <laughs> just a restaurant. Um, but yeah, I got in. I was like, okay, like I'm sneaking in. I'm so cool. And <laughs> just went in it. No one's going to check me. Like I'm, I, I, I can, I can probably pass for like 25. Um, and so I just walked in and, um, and what was nice about it was I walked in and like the event was so informal that like pro- no one, no one would have noticed that I was late. Like I totally slipped in and I, I walk in the room and like, um, like there's probably like 40 people at this event, like everyone's mingling and like literally like the way that I dressed was like, could have not been more perfect. Like I had to tie my backpack, but I was like, okay, well I don't think I should go in with a tie. I think I should just like not go in with a tie. And like, I was like, if not, I was just like slightly, slightly overdressed, but not where it would have been like unacceptable. Just would have been like, okay, like, like you're like really well dressed for like this event, like good for you. So like sick, like that worked out well. Um, and, and so, yeah, I, 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 I you know, it's funny because I'm not, I don't think I'm introverted, but I, well, maybe I am introverted, but I'm not shy. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty good socially, but on so many levels, I just was so shy at this event. I think for two reasons. One, because like, I, like, I think like when I first saw like Amanda and like, it's when you see them online versus you see someone in person, it's like, my mouth was, oh, I don't know. Like I was just like in shock. And like, this was someone who really changed my life. And I was like, I was like, what the fuck? Like, like I'm actually here right now. Like someone pinch me, please. <laughs> and I was a little bit in shock, but I was like, okay, Caleb, like you need to like, not, you need to like learn how to speak English. You need to learn how to like get your shit together. Uh, and you need to learn how to just like be a, be a normal person, I guess. Um, and not be like that creepy fan guy. <laughs> Even if you feel like that, like try to, try to be like chill. <laughs> so um, kind of took a deep, couple deep breaths. Oh, and also like, 
everyone's not that everyone's like holding like champagne or whatever, but like you know everyone has like a drink in their hand. It's like it's like a I, I felt like it was like a mingling, like like that is like the perfect term. It was like mingling, <laughs> and I've I get I've never been in this social situation before, and I'm 19 years old, so I was like, okay, like how can I like fake this? And then and then I, what I realized was like you like no, I'm not gonna fake this. Like I have a feeling that these people are gonna be very chill, and that they're really not gonna care that I'm here and I'm 19 years old. Um, again, because it's not a nightclub, it was, just, it was literally just a restaurant with a bar at it, and I was like, okay, they're not gonna freak out. So, and yeah, and I wanted to be authentic. Um, so, anyway, I I kind of show up and I, I like I talk to some people. Um, and what was so crazy about this was that originally it was just supposed to be like Amanda and like three others. I think it was like the flexible dieting lifestyle guy. Um, I think, and I don't remember. I don't remember specifically who the other two people were, um, but. Um, but what ended up happening was, was apparently like there are so many fitness influencers that literally live in what in this this uh, this restaurant was in West LA. Um, I'm forgetting the name of it. I could probably look it up, but for, um, it, it was in West LA, and there are so many. They they're all just there. Like literally, there's so many people not in East LA, just like West LA, and you know it's the wealthier part, and so it makes sense. And there's like. Venice and it's just easy access to the beach and all these other things so it, I mean it makes sense it makes total sense um but like yeah she I, I mean she probably just like hit up all of her friends and we're like yo like just like come down here so there's probably like there's probably like mm, it was close to like half and half it was probably like there's probably like 15 what I would call fitness influencers and then there was probably like 30 fans or whatever um which was so cool because it was like you never get that ratio if ever, um, yeah, like ever. And I was like, wow, like, okay, I'm here. <laughs> and it was like, what, like, I was like, what is going on? Because like, I, I started like seeing people that like weren't even supposed to be there. I didn't even expect to be there. I'm like, oh wow. Like, okay, you changed my life too. You changed my life too. You changed my life too. And they're just chill people. And I was like, okay, I'm like, how do I do this? Cause I literally like, I've been thinking probably, oh yeah. So like, since I like bought the ticket, I've just been thinking about like, what do I say? What do I say? And you know what I realized? I was like, there's no perfect script. I'm just going to tell them my story and, and thank them because that that's really why I'm here. I mean, yes, I want to make connections, whatever, but like the first step is for them to tell my story and tell them that they, that they're, you know, that they mean a lot to me. Um, and that, you know, I, I have similar visions and hopefully, hopefully after telling my story, I can tell them my vision. Um, and I'll see like, and again, I didn't know, I didn't know if the time would allow for it, allow for it. I didn't know the structure, but and everyone's just talking. Like people were talking for like three, four five minutes with this person. I'm like, okay, like, hopefully this will be like a good time I can talk to them and Amanda of course is running the whole show so she's busy she's talking with people she's just being the last person I talked to but definitely the most meaningful but I talked to Marie World Fitness um that was really cool um she's an amazing woman um really doing really cool things and I also talked to um uh, guy why am I forgetting his name he's brains for brawn uh Brendan London I don't know how to, I, I don't know how to pronounce his last name but I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, I met him. He's doing really cool stuff. Uh, same with Emily Hayden. Just like Emily Hayden was there. Lewis Holmes was there. I actually pre-ordered his book and read it. It's called The Mask of Masculinity. Um, that, I can talk all about that in another podcast. But that was very influential in terms of like my thinking about how I kind of want to change the world. All these people, like literally all these people. And there's also um, uh, a guy named Ryan. I really don't know how to say his last name. But um, I, I wrote it down in my notes somewhere. Um, what his uh, Instagram name is. He was really cool. He's actually actually used to train kind of near, he, he trained at the Lincoln High School field 
um, which was so weird, um, which is my high school in Portland, Oregon. Like, no, like that, it was so weird to have that association. Um, just, yeah, so random kind of. Um, but <clears throat> especially coming from a place where no one knows what Gymshark, no one knows what Alphalete is. Like, I'm kind of like the odd one now. And then, and then little do I know, like, I'm just randomly scoring Instagram and I see this video of this guy, like, an old video of him. Like, I didn't even, like, discover him through the Lincoln High School video. It was, like, a random video, and I'm, like, looking through his feed, and then there's, like, oh, like, here's a shot of him at Lincoln. So I was, like, okay. Anyway, that little tangent. But uh, it was kind of cool, like, nonetheless. And what was so what was so crazy about kind of this experience was that I just, like, like, each one of them, like, each one of them, like, gave me, like, their attention and, like, their time and just kind of, like, their effort. I, um, and it was and it was so – it was so crazy. Um, that they just, they, they gave me that. And, and, you know, I, I would say, I would say like, uh, I think Lewis and like Ryan, like they, and like Scott, like Matheson, I think that's his name. You know, they were like, I, I told them that they impacted me. They're like, Oh, like, thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing. And then, and then it was kind of like hush hush. And it wasn't, it, that wasn't a negative thing. Um, but you know, I, the, the people, the people who really gave me the time and space and energy to really talk was Amanda Bucci, Emily Hayden, Marie World, um, as well as her boyfriend, um, I, I met an amazing guy named Rico. Um, he is filming. He's actually a filmer for uh, Flexible Dining Lifestyle. He and I have very similar stories about wanting to change for mental health. And it's very random. Um, and actually, a little side story, like, I've been gathering kind of an email list of people within the fitness industry. I'm pretty sure I'm going to start a podcast series. Um, but I don't, you know, I, we'll see. But I, I, I know that I, like, I, I want to be able to, like, anyway. I'm going to keep that silent for now um, in terms of what I plan to use with that. But I, I've also just, in addition to trying to gather their emails, like, you know, I've been trying to, like, get people who just, like, get, like, gauge the fitness industry um, and what's going on, what's lacking, what's, what do I feel like is a movement that could happen, that is happening, that I can join or something something that I want to create. Because, um, honestly, it's very homogenous, um, if, I'm, if I'm honest. And... Um, and what was cool was that there's just not a lot of attention to mental health. And, yeah, and I meet this guy named Rico, especially especially for guys. Um, like, like, like they're, and, you know, that for, for a variety of reasons why, there's reasons why I think that's the case. But that's not really the focus of this, of this podcast right now. Um, but it is important to know that I did meet Rico. Um, and we start talking, like, randomly. And I start, I'm, I'm just very curious about, like, what leads a guy to quit his job you know, move away from his home and start filming for this. Like that takes a lot of risk. And I, I felt like, I felt a connection very similar in, in, in terms, I mean, his is on another level. Um, but I, I found a connection between me taking the risk to be here and for him to take a risk to do it because they're on, I, I have a, you know, I had a feeling that they're on very similar motives here. Um, and you know, we, you know, and I'm not gonna, it's not my position to tell a story, but we had very similar stories. Um, and he was like, yeah, like mental health is something that also needs to be talked about. And that's something that I really want to work hard on, on telling. And I was like, yeah, me too. And that was a beautiful moment for me because it was saying like, I don't know. It made me feel less alone. Um, that, the whole event made me feel less alone because I really connect with these people, people who are in what Amanda calls a growth mindset. Um, and, I, you know, in my life, back at home, back in Claremont, where I go to college, um, they're really, really amazing people, really nice people. Um, but 
there's really not that many people. There really were like no people with the exception of my best friend, Michael, who really I felt like embodied this growth mindset of really wanting to be so proactive and improving their life and uh, in all dimensions. And, and, that, and that are like very passionate about training and being an influencer. And it's just, there's just really not a lot of people where I'm from that, um, that have those same values that I do. And yeah, I, I, and just like meeting this guy was like, it was so, it was so, it wasn't just validating. It was just, it just like, even now, even though I'm away, it's just, it just makes me like, of course, like there's a little bit of sadness knowing that like right now in my life, in terms of my own positionality, that I might have limited contact with those people. But the fact that they remember my name and the fact that they remember my story and who I am and um, I took the time to listen to what I had to say. It just, it just made me feel, it, it didn't just make me feel important. It made me feel like, not just to them, but um, it made me feel like that I'm not crazy, you know, that my vision means something, that it has potential. And that means a lot coming from people who are in, in a position where I want to be. Um, you know, it's different if like a family member or a friend is like, oh, like that's a cool idea. But it's another thing if like the people who are literally, literally changing the game, revolutionizing it or are working or, or, and slash or are working really hard to do that. They're like, they, they look at, and they don't like, like they look at you and they, and not even, not even just with their words, like not just with Rico, but with Emily and with Amanda, it was like, it was like, they didn't just listen, like they heard, like I, I maybe, maybe that's, those aren't the best words, but, but you, you, you know, when someone, when what you're saying is very meaningful to them, um, you know, like people, like people can like look at you in the eyes and like give you body language and, but there's something else where you just, I don't know if it's the way they look at you or whatever, but you know that they're, that they're really engaged and they really find what you're saying is important. And I got that from them. And I did not expect that going in. Like I, I didn't think I would have the time to give that platform. I didn't think I was going to, um, I didn't think I was going to be able to, yeah, I, I didn't know what was going to happen, but, um, but I told them my story about, um, kind of struggling with mental health and being bullied, um, kind of my spiel, um, and kind of my plans for changing the fitness industry and seeing that there was a need for more men, especially, but really everyone to, but I, I think to be less body focused and more holistic focused and um, and that there's such a strong connection between the mind and the body and how I want that to be emphasized and how, you know, I, I, I just gave them my spiel, I guess, about who I was, what I'm about. Um, and, I, and, and, and I thank them for changing my life. Um, and what was so cool was that like in the beginning, I thought that I would be perceived as this fan. Um, well, first it was like, like the crazy fan, because <laughs> that's how I felt on the inside. But I don't know. I don't think anyone felt that way, because um, I was chill. I figured it out. I did. I did. I did have to take like multiple times, go to the bathroom, and like take some deep breaths, like slap, slap put some water on my face, slap it, and be like, "You got this, bro." <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but um, you know, it was from ludicrous fan to like, okay, like this guy supports me to then friend. And then there's like business 
partner, um, or maybe business partner, friend, whatever. Um, I did not think I would be elevated to that level within one conversation within, for, for so many reasons. And, you know, I thought they were, I thought that maybe they would have looked at me and said, like, here is just another kid who, like, I hear this, like, all the time of people who are just like, I want to do this, I want to do that, but they know, and realistically, they know that, like, not many people are going to take action, you know, but, uh, but they, but when I told them my story and I told them, like, really just at the bottom of my heart, like, what, what I feel like my calling is, because, because that's why I'm here, like, I told them that, <laughs> I didn't tell them, of course, I didn't tell them the whole story, because what, right now, it's, taking me like over 30 minutes to tell the story so (laughs) um but they 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 didn't just see it they they helped me with it they gave me their advice they gave me their input um and they didn't just say like i think that's cool they literally said like i believe in you and it was so authentic and (laughs) what honestly like when they said that like i i wanted to cry um but I didn't, I, <laughs> um, thank God, <laughs> I, I kept my, my big boy pants on, not because I was afraid, but just because, like, not to ruin the moment, <laughs> I guess, I don't know, um, but, yeah, like, that, that alone, um, just made the experience worth it, it made, it made everything worth it, it made, made all the difficulties, um, I, at that point, I didn't even care if I, like, oh, I also had work the next morning, so, you know, I, I, I didn't care, like, if I had to pull a nighter. I didn't care if I had to walk all the way back to Claremont. I didn't care how bad the way back was going to be. Uh, it would have been, everything would have been worth it um, just for that. Um, and even if they didn't remember me, um, I'll always remember the way that they made me feel in that moment. Um, and if I ever, if I ever get to be in a position where, um, I am that for somebody else, I'm going to make sure that I give them the time, you know, um, because everyone, everyone deserves a time to be hold, no matter how important you are, how important you think you are. Um, you know, like, you know, like, I, and I realized that like these people are imperfect. These people are just people. Um, and they're doing amazing things and they're, they're definitely role models. Um, but they're, they're all just kind of figuring it out too, you know. There's no, there's no rule book. There's no, um, there's no right way. Um, they're all kind of winging it, and they're really good at winging it because they believe in themselves, because they, they realize that, that they have the power to to make change in the world and. I, I, I now realize that I, I, I have the power to do the same thing and it's it's not a question of if at this point it's really just a question of of when um, and, uh, and and time and I'm okay to be patient with that as long as long as I'm hardworking and I'm putting my best effort every day um, I'm just gonna I, I trust that results are gonna come because it's, it's come for them um, so yeah so I want to finish the story because the story, um, I'll go quick because that was definitely the, 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 you know, the, uh, the high point, but I'm sure you guys are trying to realize or trying to figure out how the hell to get home. So just really quickly, I end up, um, what ends up happening is, 
you know, I meet my friends at the Staples Stadium. I think I take like an Uber. It's like eight bucks to get there. And like, um, yeah, uh, sucked it up again and did it because um, I, I, I really didn't know the bus system. And I just said, it's not worth it. It's not worth it to figure this shit out. <laughs> and I, I get there and I'm like, okay. And they're with their friends from USC. And then we end up going, they're like, oh, like you want to go back to USC with us? And I wasn't going to, I mean, I told them I'd work the next morning, but I told them that, but I, but I told them that I was okay because I didn't think it was fair for me just to say like, no, like I'm feeling like done, like let's go home. Like, no, like, like this is their night. Like you're coming back with them. So, you know, you got to compromise. So I'm like, okay. And anything, anything like USC, like shit, like sure. Like I'll go to USC. Like sounds fun. And yeah, USC is like right in LA. It's super easy to get to from the stable stadium. So we, so they, so they Uber back to the USC chill out for a little bit. It's 1230. Um, then decide to leave. We were originally going to take Uber, but then they actually know a guy who's like, yo, like, we'll get you home for, like, 35 bucks, and there's three of us. I'm like, okay, so it's, like, and they only made me pay 10 bucks, so for 10 bucks, I literally went from L.A. to Claremont. I was like, sick. Like, that is, like, such a deal. <laughs> and, yeah, and I ended up going to bed at 1.30, woke up at 7.30 the next morning, and, you know, went to work, got six hours of sleep, and, <laughs> and it, you know what, and everything ended up being okay, and... You know, there's a lot of takeaways, I feel like, from the story and from this podcast. Um, but I feel like one of them is to just take is to take that leap of faith and know that things are going to be okay. And you know what? You're right. Like, there could have been a lot of, lot of bad things that came out of the way, um, out of this story. Um, maybe, maybe I didn't have the monetary resources to be able to afford this event. Maybe... Maybe I could, have, I could have died on the road by a car. Maybe I would have gotten in the door of like Amanda Bucci's radio podcast, or not radio podcast, the, the event that happened, and they would have said, no, sorry, I can't let you in. Or, or maybe like even after that, like none of them would have given me any attention. Um, but the thing is, is that you really, you really don't know until you try. And, and what I realized was, was like, you can't live your life assuming that things are not going to work out if you don't try or at least being afraid of failing and what i realized was was that like a lot of people could say that like what i did was like stupid like i you didn't plan it out you you didn't do this and that but like looking back on it that was such a good decision that i actually didn't plan it out because i had the mindset that it was going to work out it was going to work out um and every time i failed i just like i i i just like i didn't really react to it and i just kind of like assessed like what is like like what can I best do in this moment and keep moving forward and I think that that I don't I think like since since I adopted that mindset about trying to go to that event I haven't really let go of that and that's something that I I continually kind of want to do and as I'm kind of trying to plan out and kind of think about what is what is the impact that I want to make in my life not just in terms of like the fitness industry but even on like a very small interpersonal and intrapersonal scale um like, what is the change that I want to see in my own life, um, the people around me and, and the world that I interact with as an agent? And you know what? Like, I can have a vision. I can have an end goal because my end goal was clear. But, um, but you know, like, <sighs> sometimes you just got to go for it and you got to just do your best and, and, and yeah, and know that, that things are going to be okay. So I thought that I would tell the story because... You know, and I'm sure that there are so many other like broad implications in terms of like what this event has done for me and how it's kind of changed my life. But um, 
but you know, I, I, I thought that I would put this down on podcast for myself or I don't know if others will ever listen to this, but, um, but I, I hope that this story can serve as a reminder to just believe in yourself and, um, and to realize that at the end of the day, like the only obstacle between you and your goal is not circumstance. Um, although it can make things difficult, um, but it's, it's you. Um, and ultimately you have to realize that you are in charge of your life, that if you want to make things happen, that it's going to be you. And of course you need help along the way. You need mentors, like you need people who can believe in you. You need that help, but you also need to put yourself in a position to get that help. And it needs, it needs to come from inside and it needs to come from a deep, deep place. Um, and I want to, and as I move away and I, I, I and, and kind of as I go back to my everyday life, I don't want to remain the same. I want to continue to listen to, to that, that voice inside and listen to what I feel like is important. Um, not just important, but what I feel like needs to be done um, and, and following my heart because that's something that I've been struggling with and um, don't feel like I'm fully investing 100% in because of fear, but I'm not scared anymore um, because I realized that that's what's going to make me the most happy. That's where I'm going to make the most impact and that I believe that things are going to be okay. Things are going to be okay. So thanks for tuning in to this podcast um, and um, I hope you guys will have a good day. And I hope you guys could learn from this podcast. Um, again, I don't know if people are going to be listening to this or this is just going to be me, but um, thanks for listening. And I hope you guys will have a good day. Peace out. Bye.